All right. Acts chapter 16, verse 9. Are you there? All right. Let's go ahead and read it. It says, a vision appeared to Paul during the night. During the when? A Macedonian man was staying there urging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul saw the vision, we attempted immediately to go to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the good news to them. Go ahead and give your neighbor a high five and you can have a seat. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about ministering this evening, and I want to speak a message that I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart. I'm not going to be too long, about two hours, and I'll be done. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. But I want to speak a message that I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart, and the title of the message is Answering the Call. Somebody say, Answering the Call. We just read in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 9 and 10, about Paul having a vision of a man from Macedonia. And he was asking him over to come over to Macedonia and help him out. So what happens is Paul gets ready, they respond to the call, and they head over to Macedonia to help him out. Now there are a few things that I see in this passage of scripture that I would like to point out and then I'll be done. Is that okay? The few first thing I want to point out is there was a need. So you can go ahead and write that down. There was a need. Yeah, there was a need. Praise the Lord. The second thing is they responded to the need. And then the third thing is lives were touched because they responded to the need. So let's go ahead and take a look at the first thing. It says, Acts chapter 16, verse 9 says, During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us out. So if the man is asking for help, then there must have been a need. Amen? You usually don't ask for too much help unless you have a need. Right? Especially when you don't got no money. When you got paid, you don't say hi to nobody, right? But when you got a need, hi, brother. You know, can I talk to you for a minute? Come on, somebody. <laughs> I know it don't happen, but just illustration. So there was a need because they was, the man was asking for help. So there must have been a need. And just like there was a need in the city of Macedonia, how many know there's also needs in our cities today? Can I hear an amen? And there's a need for the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be heard. So just like this man of Macedonia was crying out for help, there are people in our world, <clears throat> people in our cities that are crying out for help, right? Hurting families are crying out for an answer. Uh, the drug addict is crying out for help. The alcoholic is crying out for help. The drug dealer, the lonely, the teenage mom, the, even the one who has it all together, come on, but is still hurting and empty on the inside, is crying out for help. But guess what, church? We have the answer. Come on and clap if you think that's good. Now, you got you to gotta understand something just real quick. I miss Cape Town. I mean, I'm excited to be in the States. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm having a great time with my family. I'm excited to be here. But I miss Cape Town. So if I speak Afrikaans once in a while, just forgive me. Okay, so if I say something like, clap your hand as she dunked out this hoot. Exactly. That means clap your hands if you think it's good in Afrikaans. So just bear with me. Is that okay? All right, so if like a donkey yerra comes out, that means thank you, Lord. Is that all right? Okay. All right, as long as we got that straight, so we'd be like, what is he saying up there? All right. Okay, so we have the answer, church. 
Can I hear an amen? Our world is looking for answers, and we have it. As a matter of fact, they're crying out for answers. But my question is, is a generation that is crying out for answers, are we as the church stuttering? Are we as the church stuttering to respond to the need of a generation that is crying out for answers? See, there's a need amongst our generation. Souls are dying, and we have the answer. We as the church have been called to meet the needs of this generation that is crying out. Can I hear it? Amen. See, we as Victory Outreach have been called to reach treasures out of darkness. Can, do you believe that? We have been called to reach treasures out of darkness. Do we have any treasures out of darkness in the house tonight? Come on, just give me a hallelujah. Okay, do me a favor. Say, donkey era. See, you just spoke Afrikaans. See, let me ask this. Is the gang in the house? Okay. See, it's not just a catchy slogan or a cool name. You say, what is gang? What does that mean? You might be a first-time guest, and you're hearing gang in the church. Come on, somebody. Well, gang stands for God's anointed now generation. So we believe that God can use young people now. You don't have to, amen, you don't have to wait. God can use you now. So as God's people, as God's people, we have been called to meet the needs of a hurting world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The need of the hurting, the need of the drug addict, the need of the depressed, the need of the teenage parent, the need of the alcoholic. I want us to think about it. What are the needs that we see every day in our city? You don't have to go far. <laughs> you just turn on the news. Just turn on the TV. Turn on the radio. Read the newspaper. We can see the need right in front of us. But the question is, who is going to rise up and help meet the need? Mic check. The question is, who's going to rise up and help meet the need? So number one, we see there was a need. Number two. The second thing is that Paul responded to the need. So stick with me. You have a man from Macedonia. He's crying out for help. Paul sees the vision. So what happened is when he sees the vision, they get ready at once to respond to the vision, to respond to the need. See, the thing I like about Paul is, and, and the, the guys or the, the people that were with him is that as soon as they saw the need, they were willing to do something about it. That's awesome. They didn't just hear about the need and wonder who God was going to raise up to meet the need. Mm. But they were willing and ready to be a vessel to help meet the need. See, that's what we need in this generation. That's what we need. We need people who are not only going to see the need, but people who are willing to rise up and help meet the need. Clap your Honda, Eshe Dunk, not this who. <laughs> the good thing is we can start today. You, we don't have to wait to meet needs. We don't even have to have a title Ooh, to meet needs. You say, well, I'm not the bishop, doctor, deacon of the first class church of the Frigidaire to the third power. <laughs> Right? You don't even have to have a title to help meet needs. 
All right, check this one out. You might say, well, Pastor Dre, I'm not a leader. I'm not supposed to meet needs. I don't have a title. I'm not the main leader. Guess what? We don't need a title to help meet needs. You can start now. Want me to give you some practical ways that you can start now? One, pray for people at the altar. <laughs> that was deep. Huh? How about this one? Introduce yourself to people that come to church. And let them know they can call you if they need anything. How about pick up someone for church? You don't need a title for that. How about get involved in church? It's getting quiet already. Man, it's just the first night. How about get involved in church? That's a good one, huh? How about call someone and let them know you missed them at church? Well, that's the follow-ups ministry job. No, no, no. Wouldn't it be cool if someone got a call from you? You say, hey, brother, we missed you. Hey, sister, we missed you. You know, guys, call the guys. Hello, somebody. So that's, that's a youth sermon, praise God. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if you called someone and said, hey, we just want to let you know we missed you. Right? No title needed. It amazes me how many people want a title before they help meet needs. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. But the good thing is we don't need a title to meet needs. What we need is a burden and a compassion. Many times in the Bible, before Jesus healed someone or before he met their needs, you know what the Bible says? He was moved with compassion. Huh? Many times before he did a miracle, the Bible will say that he was moved with compassion. See, what could move you and I is when we have a passion. And the Bible says they got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. So this day, I want to know, is there anybody in the building that doesn't just want to hear about the need, but you're willing to rise up and help meet the need? You want to be like Paul and not only see the need, but be the one who God can use to meet the need. See, it's one thing to even know about the need, but it is another thing to say, Lord, send me to help meet the need. You turn on the news, you turn on the radio. We have a responsibility to reach this generation for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. But check this out, check this out. You might say, well, Pastor Dre, I'm not a preacher. Well, praise God. You don't even have to be a preacher to help meet needs. Because if we were all preaching, who would listen? <laughs> let, let me share something with you. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, God had a question. Imagine that. An almighty God, all-powerful God, an all-knowing God, an omnipotent God, that means he's all-powerful, an omniscient God, that means he's all-knowing, an omnipresent God, that means he's present everywhere, had a question. How can an all-knowing God have a question? But the question he had, he said, whom shall I send and who will go for us? <clears throat> then in the same verse, Isaiah said, here I am, send me. So God is still asking the same question today. 
Whom shall I send and who will go for us? See, Isaiah wanted to be the answer to God's question. Ooh, that's good stuff. Isaiah wanted to be the answer to God's question of whom shall I send and who will go for us? Is there anybody in the house this evening that wants to be the answer to God's question? Because Hayward is crying out. Johannesburg is crying out. Cape Town is crying out. Mitchell's Plain, Pretoria, Africa, the world is crying out. Is there anybody that is willing to go and help meet the need? Come on and clap your hands there. <clears throat> is there anybody that's willing to be the answer to God's question? Of whom shall I send and who will go for us? We've been called to inherit the nations. Yes, we've been called to inherit the nations, not just play church, not just have fun, <clears throat> hello, not just fill up seats and have a crowd, but we've been called to reach the world. I said we've been called to reach the world. I said we've been called to reach the world. Come on and clap if you believe that's true. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Now, are we willing to go and take the gospel of Jesus Christ into a hurting world that is looking for answers and let them hear it? You may say, how can I take it? I'm not a preacher. I'm glad you asked. Maybe you sing. It's time to sing. Maybe you have a job. It's time to pay your tithes. <laughs> Maybe you teach. You can start a Bible study. Maybe you like talking on the phone. You can join the follow-up team. <laughs> Maybe you like to smile. Everybody just smile. See? Maybe you like to smile, you can join the ushers ministry or the greeters ministry. Somebody get a breakthrough because you smiled at them. You know, smiling is contagious. See, I just made some of you smile right now. Just like yawning is contagious. <sighs> See? <laughs> smiling is contagious. Maybe you like to rap. You can rap for Jesus. There is somewhere where you can get involved. Maybe you like to cook. Did you know you could cook for Jesus? Did you know? Let, okay, let me, let me just show you really quick how you cooking a meal can impact someone's life. You want me to show you? All right. Say you cook the bomb spaghetti. Okay, don't get hungry on me just yet. But say your spaghetti is the bomb.com. So you cook it up, right, and then the youth has a fundraiser, but they sell your spaghetti, right? But your spaghetti is so bomb, they sell like $500 worth, okay? So you make your spaghetti, making like pots of it, come on, somebody, and then the youth have a fundraiser, and they sell your spaghetti, come on, somebody. So then when they sell that spaghetti, they get the idea of, let's get some youth night flyers. 
right? So they get the flyers made, and then they want to go to sneaker night. Come on, somebody. So then they get all excited, and they're passing out flyers at sneaker night, and then there's a young man washing his car, right? So then what happens is the young person runs up to the young man and gives the young man a flyer saying, hey, we're from Victory Outreach, and we want to invite you to our youth night, right? So the young man looks at the flyer and says, wow. I'll check it out. So then the young man comes to the service and sits in the youth night in the back. Come on, somebody. But then when the altar call comes, he makes his way to the altar call, and then he gives his life to Jesus. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but I'm that young man. (laughs) I was washing my car back in 1987, and God's anointed now generation came and gave me a flyer and said, we want to invite you to church. And by the grace of God, I've been coming It's time to make some spaghetti. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but whatever gift or talent that you have, you can use it for the honor and glory of Jesus. I feel like stirring something up in this place tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to, but whatever gift that you have, God can use it. Slap your neighbor, tell him, stir it up. (laughs) And let, let me just throw this in there for free. A lot of times when we're thinking of going, we think of another country. Oh, no, Pastor Dre, I'm not called to go. Bless God. Well, you know what? You don't even have to go to another country. A lot of times when we think of going, we think of answering the call. We think of going to another country. But some of you can go from your seat to the worship team. I feel like amen to myself right now. Let let me do this. Keep it up, young man. You're doing a good job tonight. (laughs) You You can go from your seat to the usher's ministry. Hello? You can go from your seat to Bible study. You can go from your seat to the UTC. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I know a lot of times we think of going to another country, but God might want you to go from your seat to helping in the sound ministry, helping in the children's ministry, helping in the ushers. Do I got a church that's with me tonight that's willing to step out for the honor and glory of Jesus? It's time to answer the call. Hallelujah. 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 It's time to stir it up. (laughs) I don't know who I'm talking to. There's too many people dying. Too many people that are hurting. Too many gangsters that are dying. Too many drug addicts that are overdosing while we sit in the church and bless each other. Hello. I don't know if you've heard the news lately, but there's a lot of things going on, and we have the answer, church. Wouldn't it be a shame if we just kick back and say, feed me, feed me, feed me. I come to stir somebody up tonight. I come to challenge you tonight. I come to tell you it's time to take that talent off the shelf and use it for the honor and glory of Jesus. There's a prostitute that needs to know about Jesus. There's a runaway that needs to know about Jesus. There's a gang member that needs to know about Jesus. There's a single parent that needs to know about Jesus. I come to tell you, take your talent off the shelf and stir it up. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Have a seat. Have a seat. I'm almost done. Let, let, let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. I'm going to read you a quote. I wasn't, but I'm going to. This is a quote. And it says this. It's from Our Daily Bread. And it says this. Fritz Chrysler, the world-famous violinist, earned a fortune with his career, I mean his concerts and compositions, but he generously gave most of it away. So when he discovered an exquisite violin on one of his trips, he wasn't able to buy it. Later, having raised enough money to meet the asking price, he returned to the seller hoping to purchase the violin. But to his dismay, it had been sold to a collector. Chrysler made his way to the collector's home and offered to buy the violin. The collector said it had become his prized possession and he would not sell it. Disappointed, Chrysler was about to leave when he got an idea. He says, can I play the instrument one more time before it is consigned to silence? The collector gave him permission. And the great violinist filled the room with such heart-moving music that the collector's emotions were deeply stirred. I have no right to keep this violin to myself, he exclaimed. It's yours, Mr. Chrysler. Take it into the world and let the people hear it. It's time for us to take our talents and gifts off the shelf. The world needs to hear what you have. You have something that the world needs to hear. It wasn't given to you to be a collector's item, but it's been given to us to make an impact in a dying world for the honor and glory of Jesus. Come on and clap if you think that's good. Well, you might say, well, I'm not the best rapper, or I'm not the best preacher, or I'm not the best singer. Well, that's okay. It's not about how much you have, but it's in whose hands you put what you have. Woo, that's good stuff. That is good stuff right there. Let me say that again. It's not about what you have. It's about in whose hands you put what you have. Let me say it again. It's not about what you have. Well, I'm not the best this. I'm not the best that. Well, praise God. But it's not about being the best. It's about taking what you have and putting it in the hands of God. Because let me tell you this. A baseball bat in my hands is worth about 10 bucks. Right? But a baseball bat in, say, Buster Posey's hands is worth World Series. Um, a basketball in my hands, I think you get one for like $15 maybe. It's not worth much. But if you put it in the hands of a great basketball player, hopefully Thursday night they'll do better. But if you put it in the hands of, say, a Steph Curry, it's more th worth more than 15 bucks. Oh, they're going to come back. Believe me, they're going to come back. <laughs> they're not going out like that. Do you believe me? 
They're not going to go out like that. But if you put it in Steph Curry's hands, it's worth three points. Come on, somebody. And, and, and hopefully an NBA title. But let me tell you something. It's not about in whose, what you have. It's about in whose hands you put what you have. A baseball bat in my hands is not much. But if you put it in somebody else's hands, it's a lot. I know your song, your rap, your testimony might not be much in your hands. But when you put it in the hands of God, it means soul saved. Life changed, families put back to. Is there anybody feeling me tonight? I said, is there anybody feeling me tonight? I feel some breakthroughs up in here tonight. Woo! Hallelujah. So don't worry about, well, I'm not the best and I don't have this and I don't have that. Can I tell you something? When you're hungry, you don't care who the chef is. You just want something to eat. Last thing. Not only was there a need, not only do they respond to the need, but number three, lives were touched because they responded to the need. In Acts 16, we see that lives were touched and changed because Paul responded to the cry for help. Okay, turn with me one more time to this is our last scripture to Acts sixteen fifteen. I just want to read it to you really quick. All right, are you there? After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, if you consider me to be a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. Now, this is a lady named Lydia. What happened is Lydia got saved. She was a dealer in purple cloths. So then what happened is when Paul and the crew came to her town, she ended up giving her life to the Lord. She got baptized. But look, it doesn't stop there. Lydia's family got baptized. It says after she and her household were baptized. Now, now it doesn't stop there. If you drop down to verse 30 and 31, there was a jailer who ran in while Paul and Silas were in prison. Are you guys familiar with that? He ran in because there was an earthquake, and he said, what must I do to be saved? Now, okay, but it doesn't stop there. If you go on to verse 33, it says the jailer's family got saved. They were also impacted. But the thing that is powerful is that because Paul and his crew responded to the cry from Macedonia, lives were touched and changed. But I don't know if Lydia would have got saved or the jailer would have got saved if they were still over here looking at the vision. Is he? Huh? What? Huh? But they saw the vision and they responded to the need. And because they responded to the need, somebody got touched. Lydia got touched. Lydia's family got touched. The jailer got touched. The jailer's family got touched. But they couldn't have got touched if they were still over here. They couldn't have got touched by Paul and the crew. But the fact that they responded, lives were changed. I got a question for us tonight. Who is waiting on the other side of our obedience to God? Who's waiting for your song? 
Who's waiting for your testimony? Who's waiting for you to open that Bible study? Who's waiting for you to step out for God and respond to the call? Because when you respond to the call, lives will be changed and families will be touched for the honor and glory of Jesus. Can I just preach a little bit? I feel like preaching. I don't know if I got a church with me tonight, but what we need is a church that's going to respond to the call of God. Now, I know you want to get blessed on Sunday. I know you want to shake a little bit and I'm not mad at you but it's time to shake up the world it's time to stir up that gift it's time I know you're comfortable well brother I've been serving God for 48 and a half years well bless God more power to you but I dare you to step out for God can I preach a little bit I want to let you know that you've got something that the world needs I don't know what's stopping you but I came by tonight to tell you to stir it up stir it up stir it up get the fire back and stir it up there's a family that's waiting for you there's a young man at home right now who's hooked on drugs he's waiting for the good news there's a single parent mom sitting at home not knowing what to do but she needs to know if god did it for you he can do it for her there's a drug addict right now running the streets and feels there is no hope have you ever been there before but aren't you glad that someone came and gave you I said, aren't you glad that someone came and gave you the good news? I'm here to tell you today, church, it's time to stand.